morning. Again, glad to have you here at the Chapel of the Transfiguration. Um, it is a beautiful place. I'm spelling night. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, in case you hear that in my in my accent or my my voice, um, but we are glad to have you here today. And it's interesting when you think about the different lessons that we have today. Certainly, there is this um, kind of be ready kind of theme that goes through even the lesson from Genesis and the Gospel today. But um, it reminds me, this may be a little strange, but I, I promise I'll bring it around. Um, when our oldest daughter was learning to drive, anybody, anybody been in that situation? <laughs> to drive? Okay. Um, we were worried about all sorts of things. We were worried about, we, we are from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, traffic is awful. And I know a lot of people would say traffic is horrible where you are, but um, ours is truly, truly horrible. Um, and so there are all sorts of worries, and we live right down the street. I, I work at a school, and they went to school right there, and so there was no need for her to do a whole lot of driving, and it took a little while for her to get her license. And we would go through this process of her having her permit and driving and all this kind of stuff, and we worried about teenage drivers. We worried about phones. We worried about traffic. We worried about all sorts of things. But there was one thing we did not worry about that became very evident when we would get in the car and we would go someplace and then we would say to her, Emily is her name, and we would say, okay, Emily, you drive home. She would get in the car and pull out of the parking lot and say, which way do I go? She had no idea how to get anywhere. It was mind-blowing. I mean, to me, I was just like, how do you not know how to get from your grandmother's house to home? And she was never paid attention. She said, I mean, or we go to church. And she would be like, I don't know how to get home from church. Like, how do you not know? We've done this a hundred times. She was like, I never had to pay attention. Y'all were always driving the car. And I'm like, okay, that's a decent point. I can understand that. And so her understanding of, of traveling around a car, of driving, was she had never paid attention about how to get from one place to another because she was always just riding in the car. And she really didn't need to know how to get anywhere until she did need to know how to get somewhere. And when we think about our disciples today, there's a little bit of that element with them. If, if you hear, I mean, the, the first line of the gospel says, Matthew writes, Jesus went about all the cities and the villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news for the kingdom, curing the diseases and the sicknesses. Jesus is doing all the work, right? He's driving the car. The disciples are just kind of along for the ride. They're not really necessarily paying attention to how all these things get done until they need to. And Jesus says to them, now you're going to go out and do this work. Everything changes, sort of changes dramatically for them in that moment. Jesus says, let's, let's get you behind the wheel and see how you do. And so there's a big shift. And, and I love to look really closely sort of at the, at the language and at the words. And I'm also a school chaplain, so I'm used to talking to students. So I'm going to read something, and I'm going to ask you a question. And it's not rhetorical. If you, want to, if you hear the answer to the question, you know it. I want you to tell me, okay? So Matthew, very, very subtly, makes a reference to this change in the role of these twelve. And I want to see if you hear it. 
Okay? So I'm going to read to you a section again of the gospel reading for today. It says, Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. And then he lists the twelve names. If anybody catches it. And y'all gotta pay it. No, there's a very subtle change that that Matthew signals about the difference in this role. Nobody heard it. Don't be scared to raise your hand and say something. I'll read it again. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out to cure every disease and every sickness. These are the names of the twelve apostles. They go from being disciples to being apostles. So you might say, well, what's the difference? It's the same in 12. And working with students, it's interesting because they think the 12 disciples and 12 apostles are two different groups of people. And I'm like, no, it's the same people, but their, their role in a way changes. Their title in a way changes. A disciple is a student. A disciple is someone who, and, and especially back then, we think, of, we think of students in a certain way now. Back in the time when Jesus lived, and there were you know, Greek and Roman philosophers, you would sort of adopt a teacher, and a teacher would adopt you. And Jesus, as this rabbi, walked around and said, will you follow me to some of these men who would become his students, his disciples? And they said, yes, I will be a student of yours. I will be a disciple. And you didn't go to you know, different classes on a day, Monday through Friday. You followed the teachings of a teacher. That's what a disciple is. And I'm sure that these disciples thought, Woo, yeah, I'm going to go with this rabbi, I'm going to be a student, I'm finally going to get an education, I'm going to soak in all the knowledge, I'm going to listen to everything you have to say, that's great. I'm along for the ride. I'm a great student. An apostle is someone who is sort of an emissary, someone who goes out and does what that person sends them out to do with that person's authority and power. That's a different job. It's very, very different. If we, we, if we drag this driving metaphor out a little bit, think about the difference in riding in a car and driving a car. I mean, you can strap a baby in a baby seat, right? They can ride in a car. They can't drive it. You can put your dog in the car. You drive them around. Or ride, you know, they can ride in a car all day, hanging their head out the window. But they can't drive it. And when we think about driving a car, you know, those of us who drive, I've been looking around, probably almost everybody, we don't think much about it these days, but like driving a car is like the ultimate multitasking thing in the world. You're using your feet, you're using your hands, you're looking around, you're watching for things happening, you're playing where you go. There's a lot going on. Driving a car is not a simple thing. Riding in a car is super simple. So this really changes. The, the idea of becoming an apostle is maybe not even what these guys signed up for who were following Jesus and he shifts them today because... And then we also kind of have to acknowledge... I mean, I don't ever like to gloss over things in readings that seem a little difficult to reconcile. Jesus says in Matthew's Gospel... Matthew is a Jewish writer writing to a Jewish audience. And it's very clear because he says that Jesus says, don't go anywhere where the Gentiles are. Don't go to the Samaritans. You're going to the people of Israel. And you're going to the lost sheep of the people of Israel and delivering to them this message of the kingdom of God. Now, that broadens later in Matthew's gospel. It, it, it does, just not yet. And again, if we can push this driving metaphor maybe to its length. Um, 
Where do you learn to drive? You learn to drive around your home, probably, right? You go someplace where you know, where it's comfortable, maybe in your neighborhood or right around someplace or in a parking lot. You go someplace where the, where it's not going to be that, ch you know, you don't get thrown onto the interstate at rush hour when you're first learning to drive. Jesus sends them out to places to do this work that he knows that they're going to have to do on their own later when he's gone. He sends them out to do the work that they were always destined to do, that they're called to do, that he has called them to do. But I'm going to send you out first to the people of Israel, the people that know you, the people that will welcome you, where you can do this work and understand and get, it, get, some, time, get some time under your belt. And then, when it gets really hard, you'll know how to do it. And so he sends them out. They, they have this shift from being disciples to becoming apostles. And it's, it's clear in that one little phrase where Matthew switches that word that their role is changing. They are growing into something new, into something different. We today, and that you may say, that's all great for those 12 guys. What does that have to do with us? Well, today we're here. And in a moment, when I'm done, which will be soon, um, we will say together the Nicene Creed. We'll reaffirm our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. And at the end of that creed, it says, we believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. And no, you did not stumble into the wrong place. The word Catholic means universal. So we believe in one whole church. And apostolic is we believe in that succession, that Christ sent out the apostles and they sent out other people and they sent out other people and we believe that that ministry is not just theirs, but it is ours. We, in a way, all of us today, we might walk in here today sort of as disciples. I'm coming to hear and learn and listen and hear the word of God and participate in this worship. But I've got some news for you. <laughs> You're going to be sent out as apostles. This is not just the job of 12 people. This is the job of all of us. It is what we are called to. In, a, in our own way, I'm not saying you have to stand on the street corner and shake a Bible or do whatever, but if you want to do that, good for you. That's your thing. But to live, to love, to show God's kindness and grace and mercy to the people around you in whatever way that you find and figure out, that's what we're called to do, all of us. To come and experience and learn and hear about the love of God. And then when we walk out the doors, to take it out into a world that desperately, desperately needs it. We, we will pray today in our last prayer, the prayer that follows communion. It says, we offer ourselves and our lives to your service. Send us out in the power of your spirit to stand with you in your world. That's not the task of a student. It's not the task of a disciple. That is the task of an apostle. So as we come today to listen to God's word, to be nourished by the body and blood of Christ at this table, know and believe and trust that our duty when we leave here, our call, is to show that same love of God to the world and to those around us. Amen. Amen.